Welcome to the Short Desk Podcast. This is Keith. I just wanted to take the time out to say a couple of things. I know usually when I start off a podcast, um, you're hearing the crazy singing or rapping to one of the songs back in the day. But I want to talk to you guys about something that's very near and dear to my heart. And it's called it's a GoFundMe account called Get Michelle to Mayo. I'm not, you know, big on GoFundMe's or pimping out things or anything, but um, this queen is having a hard time right now. Um, She's currently battling triple negative breast cancer. She was diagnosed in 2019. Um, She it is a very rare and aggressive type of cancer, and she's done all types of chemo and therapies to really fight it. She's based out of Iowa. And she needs to get to the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, which is a four to five hour drive for her. The insurance only covers up to so much. So let's do what we can. Let's chip in family and try to help her get there. Usually the cost can range up to one thousand two hundred eighty five dollars per trip. She needs oxygen while she travels. She's dealing with a broken femur. Just a lot of things that's going on. We have to organize a, you know, special transportation for. Her. So let's get together, you know, sow a seed, you know, and have God bless you and put it on your heart to help this this queen get the treatment that she needs. Again, go to the GoFundMe pages called Get Michelle to Mayo. The link will be on my Instagram Short Desk Podcast page and on the Facebook Short Desk Podcast page. Let's get Michelle to Mayo. Let the show begin. Drew was over there eating. I mean, I'm sorry, John was eating earlier, and he uh, he demolished it. Mm-hmm. He he really demolished it. Mm, a fish sandwich. <laughs> he had no bread. No, nah, no bread. It's a hard no bread. bread. No bread. Mm, wow. <laughs> Welcome to the Short Desk Podcast, guys. Thank you, guys, so much for joining us. Hey, listen, this is episode seven. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're joining Drew, John, big time. Drew is Droopy, Drew, whatever you want to call him. John, I call him big time. And this is Keith. Y'all may call me Ronnie Keith, whatever you want to call me. Just make sure you download the podcast. Listen, guys, thank you so much for your support. Man, we have really been, you know, overperforming. And through the grace of God, you know, I just want to thank God right now for getting us to this point. He's really been the driver of this vehicle. Um, I know some things may not be appealing in his eyes that we say, but I, I do have to give him thanks and all glory and grace to him for everything that we've been able to accomplish as a unit. I want to thank all of you guys that have been supporting us. I'm coming on here today to do a raffle for a thousand downloads and we're well past I was about that. thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down, hey man, they're getting a thousand dollars anyways. Well, some of them, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, a thousand downloads. I come on here to say that, but look, you know, we're well past that, we're on our way to 2,000 downloads. So, wow, you know, 1610, John just showed me. So, yeah. I can't thank you guys enough for the support. We really, really appreciate it. We've got some things moving, some things that are coming pretty soon. We want to keep your eyes to please if you haven't yet. Download us on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe. 
Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Google Podcasts. When you go on, don't just follow or subscribe. Download. Downloads are very important for us. Um, it really captures our audience for the streaming networks and it really helps boost us. So please, please download, 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 pass it on to your friends, download wherever you listen to us at. We are so grateful, so thankful. Our short desk podcast our Instagram page is growing. We're putting content on there with videos, things that we're sharing. Um, Please follow us. It's at the Short Desk Podcast on Instagram. We also have our Facebook page, which has the same content. If you don't have, uh, you know, Instagram, follow us on uh, the Short Desk Podcast on Facebook. Um, we have content on there. We also have exclusive content on the YouTube page, which is also the Short Desk Podcast. Um, one of the most requested things for people to see is Pops and Uncle Bubble. I'm working on, you know, new content for them. Just put a video out uh, last so week. So refreshing. <laughs> Almost choked my fear. Check out the latest video. Um, <laughs> I put that out. Um, I think I put that out on Wednesday. Wednesday or Thursday? It is. But when it's profanity laced like that, you know, there's a lot of love. Yes. Yes. They. Yeah. Um, my pops and my uncle Bubba, the <laughs> brothers, pops is the oldest and they're, they're cast of characters. The funny thing about it is, you know, especially for anybody that know him, um, my pops, he, he's very, what would you say? He's very distinguished. You know what I mean? So if you don't know him, know him, you wouldn't know that he was react very, like that. Very subdued. Yes. Most of the time. But there's only one person in this world that could pull him out of, and that's my uncle, uncle Bubba. Bubba, his brother. <laughs> So check out our YouTube page. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. We're growing. We're getting better. Please don't hesitate to interact with us. Provide us feedback. We also have our Gmail account, which is um, the short desk podcast at Gmail. Please send us inquiries. Whatever you want to do, bro. It don't matter. Yeah, we good. We good. I, I don't I don't think it's too much of an echo with the blinds open, but we're good. Um, John was checking the blinds over there because you know we kind of forgot protocol. I'm sorry. That's all right. No man, we can see the sun shining in today. Hey, it's a nice sunny it day. It was different in here. Yeah. So yeah, I want and again, thank you guys so much. What we're going to do now, you know, before we get into everything that we're going to do, I want to thank you guys as you've seen on the Instagram page and also on the Facebook page that uh, we want to thank you guys when we hit a thousand downloads. We were doing a nice little raffle. We were raffling off a uh, Amazon gift card for fifty dollars and a Mastercard. Now this one a Mastercard, John. Man, we was going back and forth about Visa and Mastercard. Yeah. So this is a Mastercard. So we're gonna do the first raffle again. This content that we record sometimes, like I said, it's gonna be exclusive for uh, Facebook and Instagram page. I'm not gonna put up so much on my personal page. Um, because I don't want it all to be back to back. One thing I know I hate seeing is videos from one page and the next page and I'm following is the same video. So a lot of stuff is going to be exclusive just for the Facebook page and the Instagram page. I'm kind of going to wean myself off of posting stuff on the short, this podcast page on Instagram and my regular page. Uh, I'm sorry, off my regular page on Instagram and also my regular page on Facebook. So follow us on the short, this podcast on Instagram and, uh, on Facebook. So, with that being said, you hit record on it. All right. 
So the first one, as y'all can see, I am going to do Amazon. So this will be for the Amazon gift card. And let me tell you something. So many people <laughs> came on that thing, man. I said, damn, I did the wrong thing, man. I shouldn't have told everybody one one, one uh, tag on Facebook and Instagram will be an entry because I was up all night writing these things down. So, but it's all good because it's for a cause and for the support. Thank you guys that are new, that are listening now. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, I can't say enough. Can't say enough. Thank you. So without further ado, here is the first drawing of the raffle. I ain't got no drum roll. I'll probably put it in later. <laughs> All right. So, the drawing is Borders of the Josh. Borders of the Josh, you are our winner for the Amazon $50 gift card. <laughs> I will reach out to you. I believe that's your Instagram name. So, I'll reach out to you, get some shipping information. And we'll get that out for you. So uh, that was the first one. You get pause on that. Thank you guys for again the support, man. That was that was good. Congratulations to Borders of the Josh. You know what I'm saying for supporting us, for getting all the support and putting stuff in and tagging people, tagging a lot of people, keeping keeping me busy. All right, you can start recording this one. All right, so now here's the second one, and then we'll get right into the episode. This is for the MasterCard gift card. Now, Visa, MasterCard, $50 gift card. We're going to put our hands in here and see who we get and um, see who the lucky person is. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. And the lucky person is... New New 1982. You got a $50 gift card. That's off of Instagram. So, congratulations. Congratulations to you all. Really, thank you guys for pushing and tagging and, you know, just being involved with this. I will tell you guys that we will have something big coming up once we hit 5,000 downloads. Um, I'm not going to share it right now. But just be on the lookout. We're, you know, quickly, quickly, quickly encroaching on 2,000. So 5,000 will be here before you know it. Y'all trying to make me broke. But I got to give you guys thanks and support. So thank you guys anyways. But uh, I guess with me going broke, maybe y'all can hand me some of that extra money y'all getting because... That first round of Stimmy <laughs> is dropping. <laughs> I mean, it is dropping as we speak. Hey. Yes, sir. Hey. 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 So. <laughs> you know, my mom called me this morning. What'd she say? She said, hey. Your bank account stimulated yet? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I responded by saying, "Well, it's percolating. Yeah, it, it's pending. Okay. So, uh, yeah, she called me first thing this morning. Oh, that's good. That was the first thing she t- took a look. Yeah. Um, 
is is a great thing. I guess my problem with everything is why did it take so long? Why was there so many issues? Um, you know, the 1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan, it was the first major initiative for President Biden, you know, since being in office. And, you know, the new law, individuals with an adjusted gross income of 80,000 or less are eligible for the one-time payment. And then, of course, 1400 for each dependent. However, before there wasn't, I mean, I think the cutoff was once you got to 100, right? Or you could, you could, you would, they would cut off $100 every time you were. For every additional $1,000 you made over 75, if you were single, 150, if you were uh, married, mm-hmm. <clears throat> they would take um, $100 off. Um, from your $1,200 stimulus check um, when they passed that back in May of 2020. Now, once you hit 80000 there is no slow um, removal of $100 per 1000 You Essentially, you don't get anything mm-hmm. once you reach that $80,000 threshold. I think it tapers off between 75000 and 80000 but once again, yeah, it says the payments start to phase out for individuals earning 75000 and will cut off completely for anyone that earns more than 80000 So, I don't know. I, I feel a certain way about that because I know that they're going off of, what, the 2019, unless you've already processed your 2020. But for the people that haven't processed their 2020 um, taxes, they're going off of 2019. What about those individuals that were hit? By, you know, let's say they made 85,000 in 2019. However, 2020, they went, you know, without a job and they haven't filed their 2020 taxes. Is there like maybe there's a tax credit they can get when they file their taxes for that? I couldn't tell you. Hmm. I'm not a tax professional. Don't ask me. Yeah. Talk to your CPA or whoever you, you deal with. I know there's a what is it? There's some um, child care credit or something like that, or wrapped up within the bill. It, <clears throat> well, they covered a few things in that bill. I know they extended um, unemployment benefits, additional three hundred dollars on top of whatever your state pays you mm-hmm. uh, for unemployment benefits. Um, I think a couple hundred or billion dollars for. Uh, the vaccine, um, purchasing the vaccine and the distribution of the vaccine and some other stuff that was laced in the bill. So my thing is this, right? You know, and not to get too heavy into politics, but one of the things that we looked at is that there was a big issue with the bill and they had to trim and go back. And then, you know, it was really split down the middle. What is the problem with putting the money back into the economy and to the people's hands. I, I, I kind of, you know, I don't have a necessary party that I, I vote for when I vote. I look at what they are proposing, what they're pushing, their agendas and everything. Are people doing that? Because there's a lot of people that, you know, this was a, a left leaning bill, but it was to help stimulate the American government. Um, even the president, President Trump, when he was leaving, he wanted more given out, you know, 
Um, but there's so many things that people that vote for the right that their their representatives were against that bill. I wonder if do you still blindly do they still blindly follow those people or do they go, you know, I'm pissed off. You may not get my vote next time when it's time for you to run for that seat that you're currently sitting in. Yes, they do. What you're talking about is common sense. Common sense is not very common. Mm. So people blindly vote for their political party without going through or reading um, what their stances on a, are on particular issues. And unfortunately, you know, we're in a, in a between a rock and a hard place because of it. If people would actually do more due diligence and, and actually vote it based on the candidates' policies and how they, it'd be a much different story. Yeah. That makes sense. That's what happens when you live in a vacuum. <sighs> I, I don't know, man. It's it, it's it's beyond my thought process, and people will just blindly follow just because. Oh, hey, it's a Republican. Hey, it's a Democrat. I gotta vote for that person, and you know, a lot of people are suffering from who they voted for, but will still continue to support because they don't want to cross the party line or whatever. You well, know. this past election, you saw a number of Republicans switch part or cross over and vote Democrat and vice versa. So, um, Do you think a lot of people crossed over or do you think a lot of people just said, I'm not voting? No, you have registered Republicans that voted Democrat. They're still registered Republicans, okay, but okay. for this past election, you yeah. saw a good amount of them uh, vote Democrat. Okay, okay. But they're still registered Republicans. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I just you know why we talk about politics, man. What we sipping on today? I need, to, I need, to, I, need to, I don't know why you went down that hole, but I need, I need a glass, man. Just thinking about that. But but shout outs to everybody that that have received the stimulus or getting stimulated. You know, it is needed. I know people personally that were affected by the pandemic and they were out of work, still out of work or without a work for the majority of 2020, and this was greatly needed. We need to stop looking at which big business we can, you know, fill their pockets with and help out the little man. That's what is about building this country. That's supposed to be so great. Build the little man up. The big man already got it. You know what I'm saying? These businesses already got bailouts. They have already their little accounts that are, you know, going to be saving grace for them and everything. So come on, build, build up the little man. You know what I mean? Nike, if you're listening, please do not drop any new Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> this weekend or next Bruh, weekend. This is the perfect time. Please don't do it. We need to. We need to keep this fourteen hundred. <laughs> My lord. <laughs> in the pocket. Come on. Uh, this is the perfect time to drop a new. Space and you know they're channel. going to do it. <laughs> Please don't do they're it. They're going to do it now. You just put it out there, Drew. Hey, black folks, just say no. <laughs> what we sipping on today, Drew? Today we are sipping on a bottle called uh, it's Black Girl Magic. It's a red oh, blend. So I want to kind of introduce you to the the wine and also the company. Um, Black Girl Magic is the wine, again, Red Blend. Um, It is from Robin and Andrea McBride, um, the founders of the McBride Sister Wines. They're the first African-American sister duo to establish a wine company. Um, In 1999, um, their love for wine and curiosity for wine uh, turned into a passion, and they started importing wines from New Zealand, which was the precursor to what we see here today. Um, they started the McBride sisters in uh, 2010, 
uh, the McBride Sister Wine Company in 2010. Um, the collection includes, um, it's going to be launching in about 1,500 retail locations nationwide. They have currently two wines that come from New Zealand, uh, which is a Savant Blanc. I'm mispronouncing that. So that's all good, though. Um, You're doing better than me. I can pronounce that shit. (laughs) Um, A rosé. They have a couple wines out of California. And then their signature line, which is the Black Girl Magic that we're going to be trying out today. So shout out to them. Um, Robin and Andrea McBride for founding the McBride uh, Sisters uh, Wine Company and being the first African-American sister duo to establish a wine company. Oh, all right. And where can we pick this wine up at? So yeah. actually, the wines that we're uh, drinking today, um, I actually got this at Target or Target. Target. Yeah. Really? Target. Oh, oh, oh. Target. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Very inexpensive bottle, so it's not going to break the bank. Um, so we're going to try it. Okay. okay. All right. And I really, really like that. So while we're pouring up here, uh, one of the things that I want to talk about today is that... Um, you know, there's a there's an Instagram concert thing that's been going on since the pandemic called The Verses. A lot of you know about it is when two artists get together, they play their best 20 hits for, you know, public consumption. They would have it on Apple TV <laughs> and also Instagram TV kind of took the place of what the um, the the concerts were. Listen, I know y'all probably hear little kids in the background. That's all our kids in the background. Pay them no mind. They just being kids. They upstairs. We can hear it. So. You know what I'm saying? Sorry. Uh, Drew already took. So here's two. Drew already took. I took off. Here's two. I wrote my own damn rule. Here's two. The business continuing in our friendship. All right. Salute. Bless it to the most high. (laughs) So. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. (laughs) You didn't like it? Oh. Oh, man. That's a little drier than what you're used to. Ah, that, that really. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so a, I, I brought you a little sweeter stuff. I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm I'm, I'm drinking. Was that there. visceral reaction necessary? It was. You know, he got to overdo everything. Yeah. <sighs> it was a natural it, it's, it, it's reaction. Not, it wasn't that bad. It though. was a natural reaction. It certainly was. <laughs> so, anyways, so for the verses, right? We so it was a, a thing that Swiss Beats and Timberland came up with. Um, they got plenty of artists together. The best one I seen was Bounty Killer and uh, not Bounty Killer, Beanie Man and um, who was it? Beanie Man and um, who did your uncle go against? Who was why, it? Why you gotta do <laughs> not that? Bounty Killer? <laughs> who was it? Damn. But anyways, shit. It, it was. Oh no, it was Bounty Killer. I'm yeah. sorry, Beanie Man and Bounty Killer. I'm so crazy right oh, now. Uncle, I think that first sip just had me in another way. But anyways. They had DMX, Snoop Dogg, Rick Ross, Too Short, Pat LaBelle, Gucci Man, Jeezy, a, a host of people that went up against each other in a 20 thing. Sometimes it was celebration, sometimes it was battle. But anyways, big brand that was built through the 2020 pandemic, replaced all the concerts and everything. So uh, it was announced uh, last week that Versus actually has been acquired by Triller Network. Which is the parent company of the app. They're going crazy up there. Yeah, they are. <laughs> um, the agreement marks the end of Versus' relationship with Apple Music. So, what happens now is, according to the terms of the agreement, the pair will join the trailer, the pair being Swiss Beats and Timbaland, 
They will join the Trilla management team and become large shareholders in Trilla Network. They have also allocated part of the equity stake to the 43 performers who've appeared on Versus to date to help oversee music and other company strategies. Hmm. I've never heard of Triller. Um, I, I guess it's some type of app. I think they said at one point it was kind of uh, in the same vein as a TikTok app. I don't know, but yeah, that's that's accurate. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, what do you guys think? I don't like it, um, but I'll let y'all share your thoughts first before I share mine. I, I don't, I don't like it. Why don't you like it? I feel like one thing that we, and when I say we as black people, I mean. We don't know how to hold on to things. It's okay to sell. It's okay to get something. But this is something that they built. Two visionaries. Why could they not have brokered a deal with a company where a company pretty much invested in them? Because they have shown they've get, they're getting a billion a billion views, a billion streams. Why let another company come and buy you out? Yeah, you're going to be on the board of this. You're going to have oversee, but you're not the owner of it. I, I guess I'm I'm from the Joe Budden school of thinking when I think of that because Joe wouldn't allow Spotify to take his shit. He he owns it, and this now they have released total ownership of this. They have equity in you know, but they're they're not the owners of it. And I just see now this versus this versus is not going to be what it was anymore. They're part owners, right? They're still part owners, but they're not the owners. Meaning that whatever whatever filters to us. Trilla has to agree to it because Trilla acquired it. We know what that sounds like when, when a company acquires a company, not we're in partnership. It's an acquirement now. So now whoever acquired, yeah, you, yeah, we'll give you these titles, but we're going to have the final say so of the product that goes out. I don't think that product's going to be the same. I could be wrong, but whenever acquisitions like this happen and the keyword here is acquisitions, the company usually the the product that they were putting out before usually, as I like to say, jump uh, jumps the shark. It, it it changes. It's not going to be what the consumer is used to having before. So I'm not I'm not sold on this. Um, I feel like we can we have shown our power. Versus is something that no one ever came up with. Uh, and Swiss Beats and Timberland, two visionaries, sat down and came up with this. They could have held on to this for a lot longer. They could have. They could have. There was so much that they've gained from this that they could have still given uh, stake to the, the the artists that have already performed and, and helped make this bigger without going. Okay, Trilla, here you're offering us two billion. Oh, we gotta sell. You could have built it to where you think you think uh, Elon Musk is trying to sell. Hold on to it. That's all I'm saying. Just hold on to it. We don't we we look we look to these guys that that are visionaries, these guys that have had these opportunities that own these businesses. And when I look, I don't see a lot of black owned top 20, uh, you know, public traded businesses. When I look at the top 20 public traded businesses, Mm. they're black owned, not a black person's in, in one of the chairs is black owned. We don't have that. I think there's one um, on the the stock exchange. On top 20? No, one. Oh. On the stock that's publicly traded. One black owned company on the, on the... And that's what I'm saying, man. No, I, 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 I hear what you're saying. And you got all legit points. Um, so I, I remember 
scrolling through, you know, um, Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And I come across this interview with, um, with LeBron James. Um, I think one of his friends and partners was interviewing him mm-hmm. when they were first coming out about signing a shoe deal or whatever. And one of the things he said is that, you know, the Adidas was offering, wrote him a check and was offering him $10 million right then and there mm-hmm. to, to sign with them and not to go shop around or things like that. One of the things he said was, if they're offering me $10 million now, what am I really worth? Right. Right? Right. Something, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So I, I, from a business aspect, I, I don't see an issue with it because companies do that all the time. Mm-hmm. From from your perspective, I absolutely agree with you. You know, I think what they sold it for, and I don't, I haven't come across any figures yet as far they as they haven't announced any. Yeah, so they haven't annou- announced the financials. Who they sold it to, I have an issue with. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have an issue with them selling it. I have, you know, who they sold it to is is the real thing. Because mm-hmm. I think the more artists that you know that they bring on, I think it could have been much bigger than it was already big in itself. You know, I think it just would have snowballed. But question is, is why didn't they have some of these other artists that were on it? Why didn't they invest in it and bring them on and make it you exactly. know, that much bigger? You know, it is like they're dealing with broken, broke artists. These, these artists aren't broke. They're established. Yeah. Right. So, you know, if, if <clears throat> a name, but is, is that, is that, is that just not, you know, being around like-minded people or is that, what's the, what's the, I think it's, a, I think it's, a, well, they are like-minded. You know what I mean? Because they both came to the decision to sell it. No, Swiss Beats and, and Timberland. Timberland. Yes. Right. What I'm saying, though, is that the artists that were brought on and had success oh. with it, why weren't they allowed to invest into it and make it a much... This could have been... Uh, this could have you know morphed into a streaming service. It could have mm-hmm. morphed into... you know. Um, they definitely could have went into a streaming thing. You know, what's uh, Jay-Z's that he had? He had title, right? Title. He sold it he for sold 300, it. $300 million. Which, that, that's another thing I have that, a problem with. I have but, a problem with him selling it, but go ahead. You know, so I, I it's not the first thing he sold. But go ahead. It isn't, but no, no, no. And again, this kind of stuff happens all the time in the business world. So if you think it's strictly from a business mind frame, time um, mindset, then there's no issue with it. But Mm-mm. from our aspect of it, you know, ownership, um, ownership, and it means everything. And in, 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 in the black community, yeah, this this is something that could have been much bigger I, if they offered you. This amount of money, it's really worth hey, X amount. Bring it down a bit, John. Go ahead. It's 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 worth exponentially more. I think it could have been uh, an opening to, you know, like like I said, streaming services. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who knows where they could have taken it? Right, right. You know, um, but I don't fault them for doing it because again, if if they're th- coming from it strictly from a business. Um, why don't you fault them? I mean, why couldn't they do like the other businesses and hold on to their business well, or keep it within their community? Well, businesses are bought. We don't and sold. have it. But I, I hear you on that. But businesses, you know, businesses are bought and sold every day. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, businesses are bought. Startups are bought, established and sold to a larger company. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, those owners can either go back and start over or do something else with them. But one thing I do like from it is. And again, I, we'll, I don't know the details of it because nothing's really been released. Mm-hmm. Um, but how much of a stake are they going to have on their governing board, on the new on the company's governing board? How much decision making are they going to have? Are they going to be there for a year and then they're going to be phased out? 
you know, those that's are, what happens. Those, those things, those are those are yet to be determined because you know they haven't really released anything. When a company acquires a business, that's what happens. No, I, I get they that. have their people already in place that they feel can take over. So yeah, we'll let them stay on for a little bit. You know, help us with some decisions, and then eventually let's phase them out. Right, right, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm anticipating that, that that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Which you know, when you think of it that way, I have a I issue with that. Yeah. Um, that part of it. But um, we, th- this is, uh, I'm trying to use choice. I'm trying to use my, my loving words here. No, no, you, to, use it, speak it, brother, no, no. speak it. Speak <sighs> it. I, 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 I'm saying I just have a problem, you know, um, again, I, I look to these guys, I look at the Jay-Z's, you know, I look at, you know, Swiss Beats, Timbaland to... They already had an up in the game, you know, because of the product that they've been able to produce. They're a proven name, proven commodity. They don't have to bow down. They don't have to sell because people will support. People will buy their brand. That's why they were able to sell. Don't sell. Create more opportunities for your people. Continue to build your brand and hold on to it. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's your legacy. You know what I mean? It's just like I look at all these record companies that were so big. They're no more. There's no more bad boy. There's no more death row. There's no more cash money. No more. No limit. That stuff is gone. And even then they were being distributed through another uh, a parent company. Uh, Sean John. Strictly no distribution, though. Strictly, Strictly distribution. Right. right. But, you know, no more. So, so deaf. None of these things. Um, and it's just like, Why? You know, I, and I understand you want to get out, you want to make money, but you already have the money, man. This is something that will continue to grow. Versus is and was the thing that most of us look forward to in 2020. It was like, okay, it's a Saturday night. I ain't got nothing to do. Oh, man, they got these two people playing their best 20 hits. They're going to perform them too. Um, and then a DJ spinning before, you know, it's just. It's going to be so corporatized, and I know that's not a word, but it's going to be so corporate that I just don't. It's not going to be the same. It jumped the shark for me, and um, I, I'm I'm happy that they were able to monetize it for the the artists that were that, part a, of it. That's a big takeaway. Actually. Yeah, you know, I, I, they didn't keep it for them. them. They they it started flowing downstream. So Absolutely. in that in that aspect, if that was your mentality or your mindset, mm-hmm. right? And you started filtering the earnings from that sale down to the people that performed on your thing. Mm-hmm. That, that's even a, that's another reason why you shouldn't have. Yeah, because you could have had them a part of what you were building then, right. as it built. Correct. You didn't have to. You didn't have to buy in order to monetize it for them. You were already getting sponsors. You had to deal with Apple. You know you. <sighs> you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, that part of it, I, I disagree with it. You yeah, know, um, yeah. I think it, it's it could have been much bigger than what it was. Mm-hmm. It could have grown into something much bigger. Bro, they was getting they were getting views and streams out of this world, like right. billions. You know what I mean? It wasn't. It, it was. It, it was something, man. They just did one with um, D'Angelo. It was like D'Angelo and friends. It was supposed to be D'Angelo against Maxwell, but it didn't come through. <clears throat> Excuse me. They got one coming up. I think on March 20th, whatever that Tuesday is, mm-hmm. uh, Ghostface Killer against Raekwon. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm looking I'm forward a, to that. I'm not a, wow. I'm not a yo son guy, kid, yeah. dunk kid, whatever, but you know what I, mean? I love Great me some, <laughs> I love me some Ghostface. 
I love me some Raekwon. Timberlands. Yes. <laughs> I may find me some Tims in a... They in don't a, come in 5E, though. They don't come up, in, they don't come you in wide. You know what? Whatever. Wide-ass <laughs> 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 feet. I never seen somebody's feet wider than they I ain't never seen nobody's feet so narrow. It's all good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, I, I look at it, and it's good, <laughs> it's good but... You know, again, keeping businesses and, and, and speaking of local, you know, businesses, you know, we do highlight local businesses here. And I guess that's why I'm so big on you keeping your business, keeping what you own and not just selling it off. Uh, each one of these businesses that I that we've highlighted each week, the they are local businesses that are building and growing and branching out and they're doing great. And I mean, great. This next local business that I want to highlight this week is called A Chef's Touch. So you'll see um, with the pictures and everything that we had us a nice little spread. John had him a nice steak with some mashed potatoes. Drew had some uh, fish with some potatoes that he was even munching on. Just smashed potatoes. Smash, oh, my smash, bad. Not mashed, smash. smashed. Smashed. Yeah. Smashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. I had me some wings, uh, hot honey garlic wings with some shrimp. And this is all from A Chef's Touch, okay? So A Chef's Touch is, it really is it's, it's a childhood friend. His name is, y'all know him as Turbo, Turbo Scott. He's Reginald Scott, but Turbo does. Uh, you put out his government Turbo. name? Yeah, right I got to put out his government. You know oh. what I'm saying? He's Chef Turbo. He's been doing this for a very long time. Um, he has his uh, catering business, um, a Chef's Touch Catering. He also has uh, his own food truck now. He just um, recently got his own food truck. He's set out there in Oviedo, and um, he he's doing caterings. I've met with him today. He's got a, a big catering out in Palm Beach. I mean, I'm sorry, Palm Bay, not Palm Beach, but Palm Bay for a wedding. The brother's doing good things, you know. So Turbo started this, you know, back. Actually, he, he did four years of food production in high school. Then he ended up getting his BS in culinary arts, a minor in food service managing management. He started catering in 2008 as a private chef for NFL players. He then started his own business, a chef touch catering LLC in 2010. The thing about Turbo is he specializes in custom catering. He also has his food truck, which he has a, a litany of things of from seafood to barbecue. You name it. He has it. Um, he caters. He specializes in custom catering, meaning that he caters to the client's desire and cuisine. Being formally trained in many aspects of food and cooking methods allows Turbo to cater many different types of food and cuisines. Um, he can cater to any size party. One person to 2,000 people. It don't matter. He's actually catered for 2,000 people under his own entity. So he can do it all. You know, it is a full service catering business. He can supply any and everything you need for any event. Tables, chairs, linens, ice sculptures, food, equipment, decor. Damn, I didn't know he did ice sculptures. <laughs> wow. Shit, I didn't know either. Damn. Okay. so <laughs> He's multifaceted. Yeah. Um, so the food truck is new to the a, a new addition to the catering business and is only open for business on select weekends uh, throughout the month. Um, 
please, please check this brother out. Like I said, you will see the food. It is good. And let me tell you, I'm not going to eat anything that's nasty. Uh, the food is good. He gives you good portions. The catering, like I didn't know he did ice sculptures. I don't know why that's sticking to me. Yeah, the brother impressive. does ice sculptures. That is how impressive. many brothers you know that do ice sculptures? I don't know Nan. No Nan, huh? <laughs> I don't know Nan. Hey, you know if we say none Nan enough, that uh-huh. might become a word. Wow. So we're just gonna take away from trick then, huh? No, no. Well, you know. Oh, <laughs> Finna became a word, right? Yeah, it did. It did. Finna's in the Webster's now. It, it, it really did. Shameful. Yeah, shameful. From the south. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, everything starts Finna. there. Finna. Mm-hmm. So, but again, man, Turbo has done so many things. I'm very proud of him. Uh, then, you know, the addition of this um, food truck that is in addition to his catering service. I want you guys to really check him out. He has his own Instagram page called a Chef's Touch. You check him out on there. It's, it's Chef's Touch on Facebook as well. And also, he has a website. So, what that website will do, that website will take you to him and you will see all of the needs that he, you know, all of your needs he will have on there for you. And it will also have his menu for his food truck, you know, so you can maybe order in advance. Uh, he just has a lot there to offer and, you know, stuff I didn't even know. But the website is called a chef's. Touch catering dot square dot site again a chef's and that's spelled a c h e f s t o u c h c a t e r i n g dot square dot site and that website takes you there and you can order from there it has his information it has his phone number it has his email address it has his hours of operation he does desserts. Bro, I didn't know you did desserts. I would have ordered some desserts from you. You got pound cake, strawberry cake. I didn't know you had sweet cornbread. Man, look here. So anyways, <laughs> Turbo has it all. Um, like I said, he 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 he's a he's very big in the catering business. Um, he has a big wedding, you know, 250 people he has to cater tomorrow. Um, and then his food truck that he's also doing on the weekends. Big things. The food truck's based in Oviedo. Look up his site. Give him a call, you know, give him a holler. What did you guys think about the food that y'all had earlier? I'm still eating, man. I can't eat all that. It is a lot. <laughs> I huh? was expecting a fish and chips. Uh-huh. I got three fishes. Woo. Some de- big <laughs> dude, old fishes. Big old fishes, dude. <laughs> man, that's that, that thing had like four layers to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could barely close the um, mm-hmm. the box it came in. Yeah. It was so plentiful, full of fish. Wish I'd gotten that. <laughs> How was your steak? The steak was absolutely, it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. I saw you was, you was really yeah, you put no steak sauce on it. That's yeah. how you know the steak. No, that, that, I, normally if it's a good steak, I don't, you don't need to put anything on that, it. Turbo's the one that taught me that. Yeah. 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 So I always. You have a steak and you need steak sauce, that steak. Yeah. Always growing up, I always saw my uncles putting A, you know, A1 sauce mm-hmm. on a steak. and I put 57. That too. Yeah. I saw both. And uh, once my palate expanded to steak, mm-hmm. I recognized, hey, I don't need to put A1 or 57 sauce on a steak. Um, if it's a good one. If it's a really good one. And that mm-hmm. was a really good ribeye steak okay. um, that okay. he, he served up along with the smashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. And um, That thing was chunky, wasn't it? Oh, man. 
had my that. daughter didn't like it, but I loved it. Yeah. But um, Caesar salad was great. I could tell that the um, uh, the dressing was homemade. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything that was purchased off the grocery shelf or anything like that. So he pays a lot of attention to detail. Um, that steak was tender, juicy, and flavorful. Ooh. So you need to go hit up um, uh, Chef, Mr. Chef Scott, and um, or Chef Turbo, whatever the heck you want to call him, because <laughs> he threw his whole foot, lower body, nether regions into these fine delectables that we had this morning. <laughs> Well, I know it was good because you was quiet as hell when you. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't hear you say one word. I if it's that. gone, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, and it was gone. Well, again, hit him up, a chef's touch on Instagram and Facebook. He has his uh, website, a chef's touch catering dot square dot site. Um, phone number is four zero seven four two one nine two nine two. Email is a chef's touch bookings with an S at the end, at gmail.com. On his website, you can email him, call him. He does catering. He has his food truck. You can find out when, what time he'll be out. I know that he will be out on his food truck next Sunday from 11 to 4. Give him a call to find out the actual address. Uh, but, bro, I'm still trying to get over ice sculptures, okay? <laughs> My man does ice sculptures. Okay. Does he do it himself, or does he contract out to do those ice sculptures? We got to find out. I, we'll, we'll have to find out. He said he supplies them. Because so. if he does, I'll bow to him right now. Yeah, man. I will I'm... get both my kneecaps dirty. <laughs> well, we'll find out. But either way, that's very impressive to even offer that service. Yeah. If I had, I, And I don't know, you know, when I did my wife's uh, birthday party, 35th birthday party um, a year ago, well, two years ago, I I. If I had known it, I, I don't know why I didn't. Just trying to be Superman. That I was two years ago? Yeah. Dang. Time flies, don't yeah. it? Yeah. Telling her age on him. But anyways. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, we will uh, definitely please contact him. The food was very good. And be on the lookout for the pictures that we will have on the site. Consume his products. Yes, yes, yes. Now. Yes. So, the main event. Coming to America was released um, uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, buddy. I uh, thought the Versus was the main event. No. That, that was the precursor? That was the precursor. So okay. this is uh, a Coming to America, and it's called Coming to America, was a sequel to the original um, starring Eddie Murphy and um, Arsenio Hall and James Earl Jones and Cheryl Headley and... All those things. So uh, the sequel came out on uh, on Amazon Prime, as you know, due to COVID, they're not having any any uh, movies come out really into the movie theater. So they did a digital release. It was said to be the biggest streaming movie of all time so far uh, with its release. Uh, the movie, the original, came out in nineteen eighty eight. Um. You know what? I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. Take off. Your um, rant. Mama, words, if you're listening, you may want to skip this because it may be some words you don't want to Choice hear. words. We apologize in advance. Take off, son. This, <laughs> let me tell you something. I grew up, I remember at that time I was six years old. I remember in Savannah, Georgia, going to see Coming to America as a little kid. That's a beautiful And city. I thought, it is. I thought 
It was the funniest movie in the best movie. And from the age of six years old to right now, 38, about to be 39 years old, that is still my favorite movie of all time. I know that movie word for word, line for line, scene for scene. And I can watch that movie every day of my life and not get tired of it. Okay. No, not get tired of it. Coming to America, the sequel that was released a week or two ago was the steaming shits. Steaming, steaming. Okay. This movie on a hot Florida humid day. From the beginning, I already said, okay, you know what? They're going to do a sequel. Let's just leave it alone. I don't think this is the right time. It's been, you know, 30, 32 years or whatever, 33. Don't do it. Don't do it. But then I was like, okay, well, maybe, just maybe. I want to see Clarence and the boys from the barbershop. I want to see what Randy Watson is doing. I want to see what they did with Soul Glow. You know, the preacher. I want to see what's going on in the world of Zamunda. The great... um. You know, the great land that they had created there uh, for for the, the African land, you know, that they created for the movie. Um, they had the, you know, the, the queen, Madge Sinclair, Queen Joffre. She passed away uh, not too long after the movie. So, you know, it's like, OK, she won't be there or anything like that. But the movie was a staple. This was the steaming shits. Let me get the positives out of the way. Yes. Aesthetically, it was beautiful. All the the colors and all of this other bullshit that they had there. It was so nice. It was cute. You know, it was so cute. It was so, oh, and and it was just so good. And and bullshit. The movie sucked, okay? I appreciate Eddie Murphy from the beginning. And don't come with that bullshit about, oh, he you should be happy he put black actors. Eddie's been doing that from the very beginning. He's put all types of black actors into work, gave them opportunities. Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, um, anybody, you name it, he's done it. He's directed. He's he, he cast nothing but all black. That, this is nothing. OK, don't act like this is a new thing. This movie was the steaming shits. They should have named it something else. Damn, I need the, something the, stronger for this. It, it wasn't coming to America because the move, 90% of the movie took place in the mansion in Zamunda. So they never moved out of Rick Ross's mansion. They were in America for maybe five minutes. The storyline, they could have, this guy that played his supposed son that we really don't know for sure, he sucked. Why couldn't they just have made it about the daughter? Why couldn't they made it about the daughter going to Soho Royal Oaks and him following behind her? Her, trying to let her know no living Zamunda and whatever decisions she make no they had to put some ridiculous storyline together about some son this actor he may be a good brother but he was not funny him and Simi were are Eddie Murphy and 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 Arsenio Hall where they pay Akeem and Simi or were the movie okay from the first one they did not they had maybe about four or five scenes together there was no chemistry he went to America with him for once the second time he didn't even go back with him um, his wife from the movie, she was a strong woman in the first movie. She was the, the top dog behind her dad in McDowell's. Now she's some queen that really doesn't say too much. I forgot um, where she came from. Forgot where she came from. Her sister was missing. Um, you know, bullshit. Okay. I never want to see this movie ever again in my life. If they had came out with this movie and it was called something else, I would have been okay. This is not a sequel to this fucking movie. This movie sucked, okay? I don't ever want to see anything like this ever again where it says it is a, a, a sequel or even related to coming to America. I was so disheartened. I was so frustrated. I was done for the day. I, I 
<clears throat> there was nothing funny about the movie. It, it, it really, really, to me, spoke to what this generation is all about now. It's all it's all about flash and no substance. That movie had no substance. It was all about flash. The movie went by so quick. That movie, the first movie, they took their time. They went to America. You knew who the, the, the barbershop was. Those people were in and out just like that. Randy Watson comes at the very end of the movie. You don't even really see him. It isn't even the same. You know, get the hell out of here. I don't want to see this shit ever Again, this movie was horrible. Eddie Murphy's one of my favorite actors, and no matter how many bad movies they said they came out with him, I wrote with him. This movie was horrible. You know, the act, the, the director, I know it was a director named John Landis that did the first one. They didn't get along, they fought, but him and John Landis created magic with Trading Places. And with this movie, John Landis directed the National Lampoon movies. You guys could have set aside your differences and did this. The guy that directed this movie directed Hustle and the Flow. That's a drama. Not a comedy. They spent 20 freaking minutes out there in the damn field about a freaking lion. Him catching a lion. This ain't America. That's Zamunda. Why do you call it coming to Zamunda? It wasn't in America. I don't want to see this shit again. I was pissed off when I got done watching that movie. I was ready to cancel Prime. I don't want to see no shit like this. That is not coming to a, that should not be in the lineage of coming to America movies. That movie was not, I don't care what nobody says. And, and they got some thick pieces. Our people now, they think they're thinkers now. They, they done went to Yale or they graduated from somewhere. Now they think they get, they can speak on a culture. You guys are sitting there talking about this movie. This is, they put so many black people in the work. Did you just start following Eddie Murphy and the work that he's been doing since the eighties, since he left Saturday night live where he put all our people to work. Did you just start following that? Cause it seemed like it. this ain't something new. He's been doing that work. Salute to him because he's been doing the work. This movie sucked. If you didn't see the first, if you saw the first one, you cannot in good conscience come and tell me that this movie was good. It wasn't. It sucked. It was horrible. They could have made this movie about him and his three daughters and his daughter being upset, not being on the throne. And she goes back to America and hilarity could have ensued. This is not a drama movie. OK, it had some good pieces to it. OK, even having the, the McDowell's right there in the wilderness of Zamunda and you know, he, Mr. McDowell wasn't even in the movie, but about two minutes. All these essential characters from the first movie, they were probably in the movie a total of maybe five to seven minutes. And boom, they were gone. Even the joke with Eddie Murphy playing the old Jewish guy at the end that he did from the first one that he tried to do in the second one fell flat. Then you got damn John Legend singing the damn song at the end. I was ready to just pick up my TV off the wall. And smash it on the ground. But I kept my composure. That movie sucked. Okay. For anybody that is a loyalist of coming to America and loved and enjoyed those movies. You cannot in good conscience say that that was a good movie. It wasn't. That movie should have never been made. I will tell you this. Wesley Snipes is, is a great actor. I love Wesley Snipes. I love what he does. I did not like what he did in this movie. I didn't like that. The sister was still in this trance from 31 years, still barking like a dog. Um, Tiana Taylor was there. She didn't add anything. Well, Timmy was there. He didn't add anything. He's a great actor. He's on power. He was on power. 
they they put the spotlight on his son. They had Leslie Jones, who is not funny. Not funny. They had Tracy Morgan, who hasn't been funny since playing Brumman on Martin. This was not funny. This movie sucked. It was a waste of my hour and 48 minutes that I sent to watch, sat down, that I know within my heart of hearts, I shouldn't have watched it. When my mama called me to tell me that she fell asleep, I said, okay. I'm setting myself up here. But I knew going into it that I, I I did not get myself hyped up that this was going to be a good movie. So I wouldn't be disappointed. That movie sucked. I don't ever want to see that shit again. What did y'all think? <laughs> you sound like the mad rapper. <laughs> <laughs> so Tell I'm, I'm going to go out on the limb and, and say that I think he didn't like the movie. Is that safe to say? That's safe to say. Okay. Um, back to you in the studio, Bob. <laughs> I didn't like it. You guys watched it. I asked you guys to watch it. How do you follow up that? What that did was, y'all, that what, was an epic rant. That was like um a really good set, and you were just the you weren't even a headliner. I don't even know. See, I can't even articulate anything. Nah. Um, I don't even know if I have anything constructive to add to. Give me your thoughts. That rant. <clears throat> um, the rant or, or the movie? The, mo- <laughs> <laughs> the movie. My initial thought was, and I watched it last night, my wife. I'm glad we didn't pay for it. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, we kind of did with uh, Prime, but um, right. I'm glad I didn't go to the theater. Uh, pay uh, $20 for some popcorn because I probably would have bought some popcorn and some refreshments. And probably would have ended up spending 50 bucks after the night was over. And I'm probably underselling that. Um, but I'm glad um, glad it wasn't in a the theater and I didn't go and flock to watch it. Um, I didn't have as a visceral response in that I don't know how long that rant was. At least 15 minutes. That was epic. That was an epic rant. For about the vein 50. in the head started popping out. It certainly did. I don't went through the wine. Go ahead. Damn. And um, it wasn't bad to me. It had some funny moments, but as you alluded to, it really didn't add up to the entire spirit of the original coming to America. They wasn't in America. No, they weren't. They were in mostly in Zamunda. And as you stated, all of five minutes in New York City. Um, it's some ridiculous story about. Hey, it's my time now. Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> I reclaim my time. I reclaim my time. <laughs> Let me say this. There was some. I, re- ridiculous- I reclaim my time. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Be quiet, Maxine. There's some. <laughs> the ridiculous story of Wesley Snipes' character. General Izzy, his his father was the original General Izzy in the first one. They had the respect for King for the Jawfers. Now all of a sudden they don't. I, I, okay, go ahead. Once again, it wasn't bad, but I think uh, I would give it a uh, if I had to give it a grade. It was bad. It was. Um, it was bad. A D. D minus. Oh, so you're going to pass. 
No, that's not a passing grade. Like if I was in college, you don't pass with a D. That's true. That's a that's a failing grade. Well, a failing ABC. grade. I'm certain if you would happen to give it a grade, it would probably be a Z because that's the last letter in the alphabet. An N. Oh Lord. An N. Don't even don't let. Keep going, sir. (laughs) Once again, I can't even add to it because he essentially he stated all the things that were wrong with the film within his rant. So I'm not going to sit here and bloviate. And I just regurgitate what he That's just, bloviated. yeah, bloviated, okay. and and sit here and and Monday morning quarterback this whole movie that I consumed for an hour and forty eight minutes last night. Mm. Um, it brought back no nostalgia from the original movie. None. None. And uh, Soul Glow, a big part of the first movie. Soul Glow wasn't even in there. You saw the little poster no. when he went into the to the barbershop, and that was. But that it. was it. That was it. I, yeah. Lofi, talk <sighs> Okay. So, mm. I agree with you. Mm. I will not log on to my Prime Video and watch that movie ever again. But I will continue to consume the original coming to America. Mm-hmm. Because just like it, just like you at the age of six years old, I still remember it to this day. My father allowing myself and my brother to watch our first rated R movie. Yep. Same here. In the living room. Yeah. And it might have been right after the Tyson fight. Yeah. After he lost to Buster Douglas. Mm-hmm. But um I, I remember that time. And I don't remember all the lines such as you do, but there are a few lines that stick out. Um, <laughs> Taste the soup. <laughs> Stanley Urenis, dude, motherfucker. You must be out of your goddamn mind. You conscious. Sugar <laughs> <laughs> Ray Robinson, the greatest fighter ever lived. <laughs> so that's how I will choose to remember the Coming to America franchise. Based there off. he go. There he go. There you go. Every time a black man in the barbershop, he got a ring. Oh, Rocket Marciano. Rocket Marciano was good. But if you compare to Joe Lewis, Rocket Marciano ain't shit. He beat Joe Lewis's ass. <laughs> he did whip Joe Lewis's ass. <laughs> did, he, did he say Joe Lewis was like 180 Joe years Lewis old? Joe Lewis was 170 years old when I ran into him. <laughs> when he fought. Uh, that laugh just really makes the pain even worse with <laughs> with with that movie. But I appreciate that honest assessment, John. At Drew? I, me personally, I had no expectation of it being funny mm-hmm. before watching it or to the same level uh, as the original. Um, so in that aspect, I wasn't disappointed. However, the movie did um, even further let down. Even without expectation, it was it was bad. Um, a lot of the, the the again, like you said, a lot of the key people, key things were missing from it. But to me, the chemistry was not there. Yeah, between him and Arsenio, there mm-hmm. was there was very limited scenes between them two anyway. But yeah, the whole chemistry of everybody working together was not was off. Yeah, um, and I think just that amount of time between the first and second. It, they shouldn't have been made, to be honest with you. I don't know what it, what it was, why they made it, but money, money grab. 
Yeah, but then are they broke though? Maybe some of the other people that Arsenio, I mean, um, Eddie Murphy helps are not in the best financial state status. So maybe he, he wanted to give. Yeah, but why, why, you know, why, why mess up a good thing though? Why not make a different movie? That's <sighs> a, you know, why not? I don't know. Should it have been a spinoff or? No, it not even a spin. Just make a different movie. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like this. This was not coming to America. So. No, it wasn't. It wasn't coming to America anyway. It was coming to Zamunda. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, that ends that rant. Um, I don't ever want to go down that rabbit hole again. With uh, you will. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Too cold. So. Taste the soup. <laughs> too hot. Okay, where's the spoon? Aha! Aha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to better things. Um, Dak Prescott, the quarterback for the Cowboys, just signed a new four-year, $160 million contract. Uh, meaning that Jerry Jones does like to play to pay the boys. That boy from time to time when he when they when they perform well. So he got a sixty-six million dollar signing bonus paid entirely up front, mm. the largest in NFL history, and a base salary of nine million dollars in twenty twenty one. Uh he will receive seventy-five million in the very first year. That would also be a record one year payout. Prescott's 2022 salary of $20 million is also fully guaranteed, boosting his guaranteed money at signing to a record $95 million. The Cowboys also are obligated to lock in Prescott's 2023 salary, which will be $31 million, by the fifth day of the 2022 league year. Why, meaning, why are you using your <laughs> meaning? Your sports caster. They essentially Bob Costas. <laughs> <laughs> meaning they would essentially have to cut him after one season to avoid his guaranteed guaranteed money increasing to one hundred and twenty six million. If he earns the full $160 million over like four the, years, the on the Epcot rides. Prescott <laughs> will make more over that span than Patrick Mahomes, who inked a 10-year extension worth up to $503 million with the Chiefs. You know why? Because it's not all guaranteed. I say, get that money, young brother, while you can. They're going to cut him after one year. That's okay. Let him cut him. Yeah. You know why? They owe him. Because he will still... Get that $66 million bonus and that $9 million salary after one year. Yeah. Cut him. Get that money, young brother. Because guess what? Jerry Jones didn't even break into a sweat signing that contract. And if he had to pay him all of it, he's not still after all break that. What, what happened in Texas with the winter storms? He made oh, out he like made a bandit. Kill. Of course. That was, that was, <laughs> he keeps that in his ashtray. What Let you me tell about? you. <laughs> they, six, six minutes. <laughs> Let me pull it out right That's now. That's toilet paper. <laughs> he got a Visa gift card with sixty-six million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he got a prepaid credit card with that. That's not even the cost of one of my bonfires <laughs> in my backyard. <sighs> so, co- coach, I call him Coach because he's the coach of that team. He ain't, he ain't just the owner. Jerry is the coach too. You look down you and they that. down by 10. Jerry on the sideline. Yeah. 
Eagles. Call and play. <laughs> With a headset. With a headset. <laughs> in the car, like he's like he the coordinator. What the hell are you doing? Jerry, call and plays, man. So, you know, get that money while you can, brother. They give they give out checks like that. That's that's on the low end in baseball. He wrote all that off. <laughs> yeah. He wrote it all off. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You know, so... He made bigger contributions to the Republican Party than <laughs> well, that was that was that was small beans, like you said. Yeah. That's in his ashtray. So I, I I don't follow you know National Football League like I used to. I don't know how Dak Prescott is as a player if he earned it. Um, did they make the playoffs this year? So, uh, no, sir. So I have an issue okay. with that. Right? Talk to me. Um, for him, yeah, get get the money, get the money, and and. Real and go right. Mm-hmm. Get get as much guaranteed up front than you can. Mm-hmm. Um, don't worry about the back end shit. Right. Get mm-hmm. all your all your money guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, see, to me, the Cowboys messed up because they should have signed it two years ago after you know that that, that his first or second season where they made the playoffs. Yeah. Um, between him and and Ezekiel Elliott, they you know they had contra- uh, contract. Um, issues with Ezekiel Elliott as well, but um, at, during that time, but they, they should have signed him and got that locked in a couple years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and not run into the chemistry issues that they had, you know, last year before he got injured, right? Um, to me, he was okay. He was good. Was he highest paid quarterback in league history type? Of good, no. Oh. Um. But you know the going rate for a quarterback is every every year there's a quarterback that's signing a trillion dollar contract that makes them the highest paid. Right. And next year in the off season there'll be a new quarterback that does it. Lamar so, Jackson. Could be it could be a, a rookie could yeah. be you know Trevor Lawrence they might give him a record contract you know out, out the gate mm-hmm. you know you might sign you know take advantage of the rookie contract and then sign him to a a kajillion jillion dollars extension. Um, you might see, you know, Mahomes rework his contract and get more money. It just—it's every every off season. There's somebody that's signing some stupid amount of money deal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with a, a fraction of it guaranteed. Right. To me, I would I would negotiate my contract if I was in that position to have larger amount guaranteed, mm-hmm. and then incentivize the rest of it. That was the best signing I've ever seen. To get all that up front like that. I would have. I would have. You know 66 what? Sixty-six million of that up front. I would have reached back and hired. He's getting seventy-five million up front, really. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Day one, he gets. Yeah. But I would have gone back and 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 hired Bobby Bonilla's. Oh agent. man, he's still getting paid by the Mets. So Bobby Bonilla is a baseball player from the eighties and nineties who signed this like ludicrous contract where he's getting paid what one point one two one. I think it's one point two five million dollars for the past. What was it for 25, 20, 30 years? Yeah. So he's still, he's re- he retired maybe, what, 15 years ago or something like that? It's been, I think, maybe about more close than that. To 20, over 20 years yeah. ago he retired. And he's still getting paid from the baseball team that he signed with. And he's still on the payroll. He's still, still on, on the payroll. payroll. <laughs> on the payroll. Um, Who was his agent? God. Listen, let me tell you something. Maybe, just maybe, if I had not stutter stepped. In that race oh. with, with Coach, maybe I could have got a contract <laughs> like that. He's been retired over two decades. You know, that was one of the most terrifying moments on uh, the practice field in my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> so 
just to give context, right, real quick before we get out of here, there was um, we used to, you know, we we all we played football together in high school, the three of us. And so after practice, we would have to do, of course, conditioning. Now, I don't know why the hell we had to do conditioning when we would have busted our ass the whole practice. But we're out of shape. Yes. It's my fault. It's my fault. fault. (laughs) That's what our famous coach would do. So one practice, (laughs) I mean, every every time we ran, I wasn't going to I I was already tired. Wait, wait, wait. wait, Before you go into the story, you ever ask Coach Holt what we're going to do for practice that day? And his answer was always the same. We're going to get it on. Yes. <laughs> so you already knew it was going to be doomed. You know what I mean? So line up, line up in the end zone and, you know, do the little the sprints to the 50 yard or hell, sometimes the 100. It was 100 and back. So on this occasion, it was 100, I think. I think it was 100. And I just was done, right? I was already pissed off. We had somebody on our team on the offensive line that wasn't <laughs> pulling his weight, and you know we're on the we're on the uh, what was that called John? the sled? Oh God! And you know one side is being pushed. Me and John on the other side, we're pushing our side, the other side, but we got to stay on it because it's not going even. And after that, we got to start flopping. So flopping is when you run in place and then fall face belly first onto the ground and jump right up. Well, that was mostly when uh, it was on a snap count, and someone would always jump, jump. off. Yes, yes, yes. And then, did you ever find out what on the goose was? <laughs> so, <laughs> coach, coach, what's on the goose? What's on the goose mean? Her son. <laughs> All right, sorry. So, this particular day. I wasn't with the shits. You know what I'm saying? So we're doing the sprints, man. I'm basically walking them shits. You know what I mean? I'm walking back and forth. Everybody like, come on, run. Come on, run. I'm like, fuck y'all. I ain't running like this, man. I'm tired. (laughs) I'm beat. We've been doing all this shit. Everybody else got full of energy. You know, all this other stuff. So they see I'm not making an effort. And I don't give a shit what anybody is saying. So Coach O, he comes. He says, all right, let's round it up. He says, all right. He says, I see, Hardrick, you don't want to put any effort in today. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever. I'm tired. And so Coach tells us that we're going to have a race. Now, Coach is about, at that point in his life, he's about probably about a good 450. You know, got a big old belly and everything like that. I don't strongest think man in the world. Strongest man in the world, yes. He did compete in the strongest man in the uh... Yeah, competition. So. Belly didn't move. It wasn't no jig. No, it was, it was a solid. He had a solid midsection. Yes. So we line up. He he says, "Well, I'm sorry." So he tells he says that we're going to do uh, a races. If I can beat him, how many yards was it? Was it ten? Five. Yards. Five yards. Okay. Five yards. If I can beat him in a five yard dash, he will end practice. We won't have to run anymore. We don't have to do anything anymore. Well, if I lost, what did he say, John? We're going to run till I get tired. (laughs) So (laughs) he said that we were going to run till he got tired. So I'm like, shit. So everybody's like, come on, you got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. Come on. I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's go. Now I know I got energy now, right? So we line up. 
Now, this is me, racing coach. Coach Cat probably was in his 50s at that time, maybe. So, he's like, we lining up, you know, and I'm thinking, man, this is going to be a breeze, man. This old big ass. How you go? You know, like, what, what is he going to do? Five yards? I'm going to dust him, right? <laughs> man, that whistle blew. Coach took that. F- what, 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 you, t- you tell it, John, because I'm, I'm side by side with him. Bring it, pause. <laughs> so as I remember it, you two lined up, mm-hmm. and I don't know who was um, going to blow the whistle, the signal for you guys to start, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. The whistle blows. Coach Holt has the fastest first step I've oh, ever seen. and Skill position included? Correct. Yeah. And... <laughs> I would agree with that. <laughs> I would agree with that. And them new balances too. <laughs> I forgot about the new balance. And them, them five E new balances. <laughs> with the extra cushion. Oh Lord. Yeah. I thought you were going down that day. <laughs> he took that first I step. thought we were all going to die. <laughs> so he takes the fastest first step <laughs> ever of any elite athlete I've ever seen in my life. Ever. Randy Moss, it, Barry Sanders, yeah. and at, nothing. At this particular time, I'm standing and we're like, it's in slow motion at this point, and Keith is standing still at the line in suspended animation. Yes. Because he did not anticipate Coach Holt <laughs> getting that first step so fast. That's that, that's that quick stitch, that quick twitch fiber. That quick twitch fiber. <laughs> Bruh. It, I was. So I saw him. I saw Keith just looking at Coach Holt. Like, it looked like he had a two and a half. Drew's time. eyes were so big, <laughs> mouth wide open. Yeah, Derek headlights. <laughs> and finally, he snaps out of it <sighs> and hocks him down because he's at the three yard he's like three yards in at this particular yes. point but he can't really move well that first step it was so much that went with it that it all that weight from him that went forward it actually had him tumble a little bit he didn't fall but he kind of once again my life flashed before my eyes because if you know coach Holt. If we weren't the strongest team in in all of Orange County, we were probably the most conditioned. The team. most conditioned team in in Florida. <laughs> so that was the first time I've ever seen somebody fall in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> and when he fell, you know that song like like I hear this in the background in my head as this man is falling. But the first two yards, Bruh. nobody, nobody can touch them. I just, I thought you were about. Yeah. I thought it was. It done was a that. collective gas from yeah. all eighty. The air was sucked out. Ninety <laughs> guys who were out there. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't expect to. 
I, I didn't know what to do. And he became, I, I was like, what are you doing? Spectate, run! I was like, run! <laughs> like, like Ric Flair when, yes. <laughs> run you damn fool! <laughs> and then I just took off. I took off and thankfully, you thankfully, lost, you lost, you, you, the God, God above, Jesus, yeah. Jesus carried me to the finish line that day because I, I mean, I was just standing there. Not for nothing. Keith is really fast for his size. He was <laughs> really, really fast. So this was, this was, this was a, he was, this was easy money if I had money on it. This yes. was easy money. Yes. But I lost faith in all equilibrium at that particular point when I saw him still at that line. Uh, and yeah, but he, if the money was on the line that day, I would have, yeah, definitely. If it was a three yard race, I would have lost. You lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And we would have been on that football field probably Still. till eight in the evening. Yeah, yeah. Till I get tired. Till he got tired. He may, we may have still been out there. But, and uh, when he said when he, till he got tired, he really meant till he got tired. Because yes. he, you know, he wasn't running any of them. No, no. But guess what? There was never another race again after that. <laughs> All right, fellas, man. So again, um, let's 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 wrap this thing up, man. Uh, what's your song of the week that you've been listening to, vibing to, and give us some final thoughts? What you got, man? I've been uh, actually the whole album, really. Um, I've been listening to uh, Port of Miami too, mm. and just letting that letting it ride. All right, I like that. I love it. Um, I've been listening to and, and the only reason I, I chose this song is my mother loved this song mm-hmm. it's by the Notorious B.I.G I Love the Dough ah, okay. my mom loved that song mm-hmm. um, whenever we were driving somewhere she would do these embarrassing moves that you would normally instead of bobbing your head she was bobbing her hand like this and <laughs> doing all this extra stuff that probably embarrassed us as children and probably uh, still does to this day oh, uh, but she really loved that song so okay. I love the dough by Notorious B.I.G. Alright um, I have really been on and this is an older thing uh, for me the NPR Tiny Desk Concert for her. That's H E R. Probably behind Kirk Franklin. Oh my God! Yeah, you you gotta watch that. It's on YouTube. The NPR Tiny Desk um, from beginning to end. I've I've been running my wife crazy for the last year because I listen to it probably like (laughs) every every chance I get. You know, even when we're in the car. So that's been my thing. I kind of got away from it, but I was listening to it all this week. Like every day so any final thoughts gentlemen before we get out of here that was a long pregnant pause long one long i'm sorry i was sitting here looking at my bitcoin i'm sorry oh (laughs) (laughs) it's uh yo hey yeah (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) yeah i looked at it today yeah Yeah. Mm. um go ahead go ahead now you go ahead I really don't have anything to say. All right. Um, I really was going to say buy you some damn Bitcoin, but once again. Past results do not guarantee future. That is correct. (laughs) 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 Doesn't at at all. So only invest in shit that you know. (laughs) And. Uh, um, Go ahead. And. uh, 
stay healthy. I don't have anything to say. Enjoy your enjoy yourselves. Mm. It's a celebration. Mm. Enjoy yourselves. I have a oh my god! I just pulled it up myself. Um, <laughs> I have a true admiration for business owners. Mm. Um, that's a gene or skill set that I have not acquired yet. So to all my small businesses out there, business owners, big ups. Keep grinding. I respect the hustle. There's people watching you. That's that you're you're setting that example for them, and just keep keep going, keep pushing. That's all I got. All right. My final thought is Eddie Murphy, do not do it. I saw an interview. You said something about coming to America three. Do not do it. That's my final thoughts. Guys, find us at the Short Desk Podcast on Instagram, the Short Desk Podcast on Facebook, our YouTube page, the Short Desk Podcast. Episodes drop every Tuesday. Download, download, download. We got something coming when we hit 5,000 downloads. It's coming soon, so stay on the lookout for that. Holla at your boy. A lot of mercy. It's the Short Desk Podcast. <laughs>